Has there ever been something that you thought defined you, but maybe doesn't have to? Superhumans. 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 Who is a superhuman? Superhumans is what we become when we allow our story to serve as medicine for others. I'm your host, Gotham Galati, better known as Dr. G. As someone who once prescribed pills, I now prescribe stories as a form of medicine. This superhuman story demonstrates that living with a disease does not define who someone is. As you'll hear, Godfrey Nazareth is part human, part machine, literally. He puts on his superhero suit every morning as he armors up to defeat ALS. Well, my day starts at 4.30 a.m. and I walk over and turn on the lights. Next, of course, I look the man in the mirror, and I tell him, you are an absolutely amazing individual, and I love you deeply and completely. As you listen, think about how you might see yourself in Godfrey's story. As always, I'll see you on the other side of the story. Would you like to know what my kryptonite is? My kryptonite is being alone and getting lost in the darkness and not finding my way back home. I will now demonstrate my rapid typing skills that make my daughter's pet snail look like Usain Bolt. Ha! Please allow me to take you back in time. I begin speaking super coherently, stringing together complex sentences, when I was less than a year old. The source of that information is my mom and dad, so you know that it is perfectly accurate, and completely unbiased. Well I had a neighbor lady who used to come and teach me the alphabet. She had a name for me, Buddy Buddy Barty, which in Hindi mean, Mr. Big Talk. Flash forward to high school. My English teacher, Sister Mercy, said, Godfrey, you have the gift of gab, but I would wish you stopped sharing it with the class so much. Long story short, my deep baritone was my identity. And even though I have lost my voice, even though there are times when I feel I wish I had it back, losing it has been one of the greatest blessings of my life. Because I found that I am so much, I am so much more than my voice. My name, Godfrey, 
In Old German means the peace of God. That surpasses all human understanding. It's what Christ invoked when he calmed the raging waters during the storm. Peace be still. So I am choosing to bite the fucking bullet and fighting on. Furthermore, I have a German first name. My last name is a small town in Israel. I have Indian and Portuguese lineage. I am a Roman Catholic. I speak with a British accent and I live in America. I am a walking, talking case study of globalization at its finest. In 2004, I had rushed back to India to be with my daddy. He was going to undergo a triple bypass surgery. At that time my symptoms were just a mildly slurred speech and imbalance. Kind of like how you would sound after a couple of beers. One of the doctors there asked me to get a checkup. He said the magic words. I am sure it's nothing but you just get a checkup from a neurologist. Again, I am sure it's nothing. Well, after the checkup, the neurologist looked like he could use a checkup. He seemed speechless. And when he finally spoke, he said, Mr. Nazareth, you have a rapidly progressive neurodegenerative disease. From what I see you have about two to five years at most. You should get your life in order. I was few months short of 26. ALS affects only one particular class of cells, motor neurons, thankfully completely sparing thousands of my abilities. Most notably, it spares all my senses, all my memories, my cognition, and of course, my amazing intellect. That last one though, has always been a subject of intense debate, even long before ALS. I felt a wave of the deepest serenity wash over me. I went into acceptance directly. There was a deep inner strength that seemed to tell me, this is going to break you completely, inside and out, and you are going to emerge much, much stronger from this. I am going to make beauty from these ashes. It was almost as if a plan of action downloaded into my head. I immediately went and opened up an Excel sheet. I named it after a song that I was listening to. The final countdown. I blacked out everyone's advice. There are two groups of people. One group is always working hard to get shit done. The second group doesn't give a fucking damn about anything. I consciously choose to fluctuate between both these mindsets. I came back to Philly. I was still a year away from graduating with my master's in biomedical engineer from Drexel University. Long story short, I graduated within the next three months, 
and landed a great job. I vividly remember closing my interview by covering up for my slurred speech by saying this. I know that I have an accent, but when it comes to designing medical devices, thank God you don't to talk much. I was torn on the inside. My family insisted that I should stay back with them, especially my parents. They did not want me to leave. I was completely torn during the dark night before my flight back to Philly. I remember my daddy coming with me to the airport. He said in life, saying goodbye is difficult, but some goodbyes are tougher than others. Take things one day at a time, and if any time you feel you can't it, I want you to know that you can always come back home. The vision that I can go back home at any time has given me enormous amounts of courage to treat life as a glorious, epic adventure. And if and when I fall, I have a safety net that is going to hold me. I have learned so much from Man's Search for Meaning by Dr. Viktor Frankl. It may sound almost ironic, but I am super grateful. Compared to several other terrible neurodegenerative conditions, I have come to find that experiencing pain and suffering, in varying forms and degrees of intensity, during this lifetime are inevitable, and taken in the right spirit may be even good for the soul. However misery and drama, I find are completely optional. I have found that whenever I attempt to pursue my own individual happiness, ironically it has almost always led to misery. True happiness I have found often comes for me not as an angel but as a byproduct of pursuing meaning. To give you an example, I must confess, many years ago, I too jumped in, diving headfirst, into the fad, of making, and actively pursuing a bucket list. I began to pursue things that I thought would make me happy. Ironically, I became miserable, and my health got worse. Then I realized that, true happiness, is a byproduct. And, it comes in massive, unlimited, infinite quantities. When we pursue, a just, and meaningful cause. I decided to go find a massively transformative purpose. I have been building speech generating devices for personal use for several years. Status quo devices are massive, ugly, clunky, super expensive systems. They can cost upward of $10,000 and can take patients many years to get approved for one. By stark contrast, this one, that I have built, costs only about $250. My custom-built super suit, it's very tastefully designed to augment my disabilities. I'll beautifully cover them up, in plain sight, and it's super stylish, if I say so myself. I have always identified myself as an artist first and I draw incredible amounts of inspiration from Michelangelo. Not just by his completed works, but even more by the works that he left incomplete. Incomplete, such a beautiful word. 
It's just like our human experience, here on this gorgeous planet. Beautiful, imperfect, and incomplete. When chasing a goal, or in Tom Petty's words, running down a dream, I begin with the end in mind, and visualize it as completed. And from the just because I have been practicing all the effectively, the pieces seem to magically fall into place. So from very early on, I built a strong relationship with passion. Passion comes from old French, passio, which means intense pain and suffering. Being passionate then literally means one who is willing to suffer. Love I feel in my heart compels me to jump out of bed every morning as if my world was on fire. Because my world is on fire. Dream big, so motherfucking big, that it not only scares the crap out of those around you, but it also fully and completely scares the crap out of you. If you aren't shivering in fear, curling up into a ball in fetal position under your office desk, when you are in your office and no one is looking, you aren't dreaming big enough. So dream big. Start small. Take it one day, one step, one breath at a time. And soon you will find that there are absolutely no limits, except the boundaries and limits you choose. The sky is only the beginning. Higher, higher and still higher. We are all now at an inflection point in the trajectory of our human race. And we can either be history, or we can choose to fight. Let's choose to fight. Let's choose to create the future. Let's change the world. Together. Have you ever heard anything like that? I've got chills down my spine. It's me again, Dr. G. I'd like to tell you a bit more about my soul brother, Godfrey Nazareth. You heard in his story that he was diagnosed so young. He was just 26 years old. As of this recording, Godfrey is now 42, which is an absolute miracle. Besides being a loving father to his beautiful daughter, he was once a martial artist, a stuntman, and an aviator prior to his ALS diagnosis. Yeah, you heard me correctly. He picked fake fights and flew planes. Also, did you know that the voice you just heard was Godfrey's own actual voice, deployed in this futuristic communication device that's attached to his wrist, and that he himself designed? As a biomedical engineer, and with an unwavering determination to defeat ALS, Godfrey has self-built the assistive tools and devices that he and others like him will need in advance of losing that human function, like walking or talking. But his ambitions don't stop there. He's gone on to start his own medical device company called Xbiomedical, that's posed to disrupt the surgical visualization and simulation markets. His bold vision, resolute conviction, and profound wisdom 
sure make me rethink my tiny sad excuses in life. We are proud of Godfrey for his accomplishments, and even more proud to call him a friend of ours. If you'd like to learn more about Godfrey Nazareth, be sure to check out our show notes. We also have a lot more behind-the-scenes content to share with you. Here's our senior producer, Pamela, to tell you more about it. Hey everyone, I'm Pamela. One of the things that Dr. G and I think about a lot in creating superhumans is how we can help you connect with yourself more deeply. And we're doing this also behind the scenes in our newsletter. So we want to invite you to get connected so that you can be more empowered to make better health and wellness decisions in your own life. Sign up now at wellplayed.health. In our next episode, you'll hear from Christy Rapska-Noonan, who shares a mother's worst nightmare with Grace. My husband dropped to his knees, and I remember grabbing his hand, and we just squeezed each other's hands so hard. And for me, now I was just mad. But all I said to the doctor was, can we go now? Be sure to subscribe and leave a review to help new listeners discover how story can be a form of medicine. Superhumans is made with love by a tribe of creative artists. Our senior producer and show co-creator is Pamela Rothenberg. Pre-production audio engineering is provided by Jay Wujun Yao. Sound engineering and design is provided by Rob Spate. Community and social media is managed by Tara Bika. Our original theme music is composed by Daniel Brunel. The original music you hear bookending today's story is composed by Kendall Remsur. A link to his music is provided for you in our show notes. And a special thanks to our creative collaborators at Hatch. From Well Played, I'm Dr. G, and you are loved. <laughs>